Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 156 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. And we have a special show here, special guest in studio, normally takes place every year our annual visit from chris berry we're li- we stretched a little bit beyond just because life happens right life happens right well welcome chris it's nice to see you again it's nice to be here thanks for making the journey all the way up from the twin cities on a frigid yet sunny afternoon i was reflecting as i was driving here that uh i mean if in recent years, I've come up on a r- extremely hot day. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> the comp- like, yeah, it's a good balance that we've it's struck a good here. Balance. Maybe we should shoot for like mid fall, not mid you know like mid winter or late summer when it's at its extreme here in Minnesota. Like maybe l- we should settle on October fifteenth or something like that. Though there could that be sounds, snow. Yeah, there could be too. snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank, uh, it's fortunate we didn't do anything you know two days ago in the midst of a blizzard here that's true so it's it's worked out but always happy to see you always fun to have you down and see what you're going to play we started off with a little blurb there or a little excerpt from the first presbyterian church a group called one way from an album called worship an experience uh, an experiment excuse me and an experience that's probably the first time we've ever played christian Music concrete <laughs> on the podcast here, but that's an interesting intro to a, this record. What's the scoop on this here? So I, it's really pretty much unknown as far as I can tell. Um, a friend of mine in New Orleans gave me that, um, or we we swapped. He played it for me um, down in Texas after many beers had been <laughs> had, and I was like, I have to have this thing. Right. Um, I bet you've been baptized. <laughs> That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is from, it's from Louisiana, from That's Baton right. Rouge, but uh, it's not online unknown, I guess. That's an interesting intro to that side of the record. So they sure. have a few other music concrete bits on there that are uh, listed as taped sequences yeah, that yeah, lead yeah. into a kind of a more traditional Christian folk song. So. Right. That piece that you heard an excerpt from is called The Sounds of Light taped sequence is what it was yeah and is there any like you know uh testifying mixed in <laughs> with uh those little blurbs that are a little I, chopped I to, up tape to be honest i haven't listened to the uh <laughs> the christian songs that <laughs> right. much i've i've just skipped to the tape sequence not even in the tape sequences yeah. there's nothing like that huh no <laughs> i don't think so i think there is maybe a little bit of and on the second side there's a little bit of uh some sermon but yeah so is this an indication of what we have to come? Is there going to be a lot of like... Uh, <laughs> Some overtone <laughs> between this and the dead rabbit in the parking yeah. lot? Um, yeah, if you're wondering, there was a, a dead rabbit in the parking lot on the way in. We're not sure what that means. Some sort of weird <laughs> omen, but we're going to make it through. And I, I'm I'm certain that whatever happens here in the next two hours, great music will be played because A, we're starting off with quite possibly my favorite band of all time. And you just brought this down. Out of the blue, Flying Saucer Attack, Sally Free and Easy, the only of their 12 inches I don't have in my possession. So good call on this one here. Nice. Have you been bitten by the Flying Saucer Attack bug? 
I, I, I go through waves. And actually, I brought this last time. Oh, did you? I was, yeah, I was going to, that last time I was on the show, and I just didn't get get around to playing it. So yeah. it was one of those, like, oh, yeah, I should uh, make amends. Right. Good call. And this is a great track. I, if, you know, I, I'm i going to go home probably after this and now officially order this record. <laughs> I, I need to have it. I've listened to it many times. Yeah. But, but, uh, it sounds good on CD, too. Right. <laughs> well, should we just get un- get into things here? Let's do it. So this is Flying Saucer Attack with Sally Freenese.
Find a shady place to lie I've been led for so long Tell me what does that kind of love even look like Does it walk like a duck Dance like a pair of shoes Is it coming down fast From who knows where And won't they get a drop on you I'll tell you what I'm 
chance to be someone, somebody who could really love me.
getting right into the sweet spot there with some uh, <laughs> New Zealand underground rarities from a compilation called Runner, a compilation of New Zealand music that was put out on Next Best Way, Alistair Galbraith. I don't know, if, a label, that I don't know if he's really continuing much of that yeah, anymore than I'm aware. I, so I guess when I was down there, or, mm-hmm. um, there I saw he had like re-released some of his solo um, recording, like some of the albums that there's like a Silt Breeze one that he put out on mm-hmm. us and it was like a Next Best Way CDR. Oh, okay, so yeah. he might still kind of be doing that in some small way. But Right. Who's behind the new, is it Digital Regress imprint? Because they're putting out a lot of New Zealand rarities now. Like yeah, the new like Kiwi, Kiwi Animal yeah. and some Alistair Galbraith stuff as well. Mm-hmm. That one's kind of new to me. Yeah, I think they're from the Bay Area. Oh, okay. I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay. I don't know who's doing it, but... Well, we should mention the we heard from, is, I think it's Diva or Deva from that compilation. The only piece of music that we're aware of that sh- she's recorded. Yeah. It's a it's cool a track, one. yeah. Right in that zone, too. Mm-hmm. fits within that whole New Zealand underground sound. We heard from Teach Me Tiger, uh, very Beach Boys-esque sound <laughs> on that 7-inch there, which we were talking, trying to piece it all together. If maybe in the past we've heard other Teach Me Tiger stuff. Yeah, I might have brought something. I was trying to not repeat myself, um, (laughs) which I have have repeated myself before when I've been here. I probably played them 10 years ago. Yeah, but you know what? I think that can be forgiven. (laughs) I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. I don't think people are going back and like, check fact checking you here yeah like come on barry up your game (laughs) and if they are that's that's cool right 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 uh yeah this is a band um i think there's like four singles and that's it that came out in the 90s and um i had two of them like concurrent from when they were released and then this is one i only got recently yeah it was one of those things like i love those singles so much i should like track down some of these other right. ones and uh this was one of them and um yeah i love the overt beach boys kind of <laughs> very much it's o- beach boys and also we were saying well at least i was saying it has this sort of teenage pop yeah innocence to it which i really like for sure a band from the detroit area right from detroit yeah do you find that you're going back and and maybe not collecting but trying to uncover some of those old seven inches from like the 90s era like i'm i would imagine you can find a lot of them for the most part at reasonable prices yeah that's true definitely for seven inches um, yeah there there doesn't seem to be the same you know like 90s lps are really expensive exactly like seven inches are still under the radar which is cool um yeah I i don't know i i do it's funny i was thinking about that like going back I know we're old enough to even to, <laughs> we remember the nineties. Right, right. Some of it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I definitely brought some stuff that's older, like people that I've listened to for t- more than twenty years. Yeah, uh, which is kind of insane to think about. Like, um, <laughs> we're getting you know, old. Chris. I know, but you know, stuff I was into in high school uh, right. that I still really like, which I. Um, I don't know. It feels weird. Um, it doesn't feel, I mean, that, that is the exception. There aren't a lot of those that I do still like from that era, but, um, 
I guess if you break out like red hot chili peppers, freaky styly, <laughs> then we'll draw the line. Yeah. But if you're pulling out like teen beat stuff, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's teen it is teen. <laughs> and I'll so. disclaimer, Chris has no interest in what I was just talking about. But although um we were talking about off air, um John Dale um he introduced me to this uh like dramatic reading of the Anthony Kiedis autobiography, which <laughs> I would highly recommend. I really? think it's still on SoundCloud who, somewhere. Who who does the uh, uh, like the, the the reading of it? I can't remember. It's an Australian, okay, I, or maybe a New Zealander. I don't remember. But that, uh, I think that's it's sounds pretty, it's amazing. ridiculous enough to listen to for at least five minutes anyway. <laughs> We heard s- something from a pretty rare private press release from an artist by the name of Carl Erdman, and I love just the title of the record. It's called Bizarro Fights, and kind of a guitar sitar record. Yeah, it's apparent. You know, it's like uh, known as like a private pressing sitar, American sitar uh, record. But there's a lot of weird, other strange sounds on there, like what we heard, which. I don't know what really what that seems was. like. There's a little, yeah, some effects, um, some you effects, know, some type on. of yeah. pedals that he's running it through. The track that we played was called "Hollow Bazaar," and yeah, totally lives like the the artwork and everything screams like private press collector. Get on this type <laughs> thing, but it's a cool, cool sound on that one. There. Yeah, that's one I would totally recommend. The whole thing It's pretty varied and interesting all the way through. From a newer release from a Canadian artist by the name of Andre, is it Ethier? I think Ethier, yeah. Ethier, if I, I apologies if I'm saying it wrong, from a release called Croak in the Weeds, we heard two dogs, kind of uh, smogish Bill Callahan sounding. Yeah, I, totally new to me. What, what's what's the scoop on his music? So he um, he had a band in the '90s, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe actually it was early 2000s, uh, called Deadly Snakes. Oh, okay. That had and a that, couple kind of garagey. Yep. But um, he's done. Like maybe since the two early two thousands, he's done more solo stuff that's got more and more low key as time has gone on. Sure. Um, Was this just a recent record that came out? Yeah. This so th- this from this year. Um, so one thing we had when we were chatting originally, I was going to maybe come a month or two ago, and we were going to maybe play some of our favorites of the of the yeah, year. And yeah. So still with that in mind, I brought I brought a lot of things that were. Yeah. Kind of my favorite release, and this is one that yeah. um, um, I, I picked a song that uh, I, when you play the record and the song comes on like third or fourth in the on the side, it really hits you how amazing this record yeah. is. And I, yeah, so I, I kind of gave it away a little bit with that track, sure. but um, totally recommend listening to the whole thing. Right. And, um, some some songs gain their power through the setup and sequencing for sure in a record. So yeah. That's one so, to me that really does, and it's, um, yeah. Anyway, so I, anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm maybe fan. we'll post the, the links and everything on the website. So check out that record, and maybe make note of those ones of of recent records that you feel like, hey, this one deserves some more attention here. Uh, another relatively new release from Francis Plan, I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. I remember interviewing Chris Cole, and she oh, has yeah. collaborated with him. Mm-hmm. And I had to check that I was saying it. <laughs> That seems to be a, a recurring know. problem, yeah. yes. Yeah. But from a tape of his called Rural Objects out on Hobbies Galore, very different than the uh, release that he put out on Penultimate Press, which was much more uh, kind of odd soundscapes, no, uh, more music concrete. This here has a very pleasant 
dreamy feel to it. Yeah, kind of like woo or something. Yeah. Um, this was definitely so that again, like favorites of the year. This was probably my number one from last oh, year. Oh, really? Nice. I would have to say. Um, I know you have a soft spot for woo. <laughs> I do have a soft spot. I love woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've played woo here uh, for sure a couple times. I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, this is this is a good one. It's very subtle. Um, and uh, like you mentioned, shorter pieces and um, so on. Right. He's a pretty versatile artist. I mean, I know he does a lot of backing for other art musicians and collaborates with people, but uh, check that one out. Again, Rural Objects from Fla- Francis Plon. And then at the very top, we start off with Flying Saucer Attack, Sally Free and Easy from that 12-inch EP. Came out on Drag City back in the day. Back in the but day. there are still copies, I believe, that you can order even directly from Drag City. That's as but, possible. Yeah. But... Um, Hey, we're 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 into it now. Now we're moving. <laughs> I'm juggling seven inches and tapes, and I'm, I'm the blood's flowing. But uh, let's get on to this other seven inch single here. From um, is the band called Noor? Yeah. Noor? Um, and a familiar name, perhaps, to some because she had a record that came out on Recital this past year. Uh, really interesting one called Father Fugue. But this is a seven inch single uh, under the name. Newer, I guess, is the the title of it. Yeah, and I think that's a duo. It's right, her, I was, and I don't know who the other person is. But. Right, she's playing with. I'm just uh, Rob Enbum is ah, the name here. Okay. So more of a a traditional group setup than what we heard on that Father Fugue record. Yeah, and and I'm assuming here more song oriented too, right? At least this side is um, pretty much straight pop, um, but it's cool and that. that um, I ended up getting those at kind of at the same time, and they're very very different. But yeah, right. they sort of make they make sense together. And uh, I don't somehow in my head they. <laughs> I guess it's the same person, yeah. so th- that's not too weird. But um, there's song like elements on one side of that recital release. So yeah. Well, we're gonna play the B side of this one. It's called Synapse Fusion Refusal, and again, this is newer. <laughs>
capping off that set there was Zomes. Man, it's been a while since I've heard that. That stuff always, when I hear it, I'm just like, dang, I need to listen to more Zomes. <laughs> Gets you in the zone. That's right. That was from their album called Earth Grid. It came out on Thrill Jockey probably almost a decade ago, maybe shy guess. of that. Yeah. Melody the Prism. Zomes, side project from a member of... It's going to escape me now. Was it <laughs> lungfish. a lungfish? Yeah, yeah. A lungfish related thing. All right, yeah. Yeah. The guitarist uh, from Lungfish d- playing Casio. Right, right. It's interesting what that group went on to do, like Daniel Higgs, the work that he created after Lungfish, mm-hmm. which that, that group was so just singular and punishing yeah. in the day. They were. I remember seeing them open for Fugazi. Oh, it was wow. like I just didn't get it at the time <laughs> at all. Years later, I I kind of got on board Lungfish, but yeah. But as uh, a kid, I never. I mean, you know, listening to Discord stuff, I had Lungfish CDs, and I was like, I, you know, what is this? Right. And then, yeah, later they were definitely was, an anomaly in that catalog for, for sure. sure. But um, it's yeah. cool though, like that stuff. Maybe not as much in that song we played, but a lot of the Zome stuff still has. You can. You could almost hear it as a... The repetition of it all? Yeah. Yeah. You could hear it as a lungfish song, kind of in a way, but <laughs> yeah. I like that. I, yeah. I, I still recall seeing that, just like, what in what is this? You know? <laughs> uh, we heard from Chronophage uh, in front of that from their, I want to say, debut release called Prologue for Tomorrow, record that came out a few years ago. They were a band that, in a lot of ways, caught a lot of people on the underground rock scene, uh, like kind of caught people off guard or like grabbed a lot of attention with yeah. that record and known for being from what I hear from you also from others like a good live band yeah so. really good ramshackle band from Texas right they are but originally from Florida okay partially There's, why I love them you have a soft spot for them <laughs> yeah is there anybody that is from Florida and leaves I, I love you <laughs> anybody who that can is he remotely decent from Florida <laughs> you get on board with which is not to say anything bad about my friends in Florida still <laughs> yeah. I love you guys too but, but you're like jump ship huh? <laughs> yeah we heard from bingo trappers from a release called Elizabethan we heard all the plain songs from kind of a, a split a co-released album came out on a number of labels that's that was a cool kind of DIY pop yeah, album. they've been around a long time, 20 years or something, and um, that's probably the most rockin' <laughs> Bingo yeah. Trapper song I've ever heard, I know, but well, it's good. One of the uh, the labels that was a part of it was Unread, and I feel like they put out other Bingo Trapper stuff, yeah. a label that's been active since like the 1990s. And one of the other ones was Grapefruit, mm-hmm. and um, Simon Joyner's old label right. had uh, co-released some uh, Bingo Trapper stuff way back. Are they an Omaha band? They're they're Dutch. Oh, are they really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which explains maybe the other labels involved. Yeah, exactly. From the, Mork. For, yeah, yeah, Mork mm-hmm. tapes. We heard going back to the Japanese underground with something from Morio Agata in a track called Submarine from an album I don't know how to say or <laughs> translate. Uh, originally came out on Vanity Records. Uh, pretty seminal underground label from Japan that didn't put out a lot of releases maybe a dozen or so yeah only existed a couple years and yeah and and those recently have come out on a box set and if anybody wants to buy it for me i'd gladly take <laughs> it um it's not cheap no i mean and i think a lot of those copies have coming on pretty quickly i'm sure 
just because that stuff like the value of those records is yeah, pretty jumped. crazy yeah. yeah that was one i played because um he actually so he has a lot of different records some most of them are more kind of folk but mm-hmm. he experimented a lot and had some more kind of poppy stuff but he just played a show in new york this year which is oh really yeah, yeah. and i guess active, he's huh? like making made a new record in new york and so there might be some more new music from him coming. Interesting, yeah. That Vanity was a really interesting uh, label. Some of that stuff has been reissued. Like I, I love, well, maybe Gray Area reissued. Yeah, it's like that like, Tolerance record yeah, is tolerance. really great. Yep. And the new uh, Normal Brain one as well. So cool stuff. Uh, we heard from Thomas Bush, another record that's fantastic. Came out maybe a year, maybe last year is what yeah. it was. But a yep. uh, great artist from out of the UK. And I... I kicking myself because i really wanted to to nab a copy of that and that one disappeared pretty quickly a low company that record store of the uk really got behind that one and yeah understandably so it's a fantastic it's record really good yeah i think that was on cd at first and then by the time i heard about it, the cd was gone and then there was a, a vinyl version so i jumped on it i should maybe hop on the scogs and see if they're <laughs> Copies there might be some floating around. Floating around here. <laughs> and then Nor started off that set with a track called Synapse Fusion Refusal. And man, we're already, you know, making way into the second half of the show. This stuff goes so quickly. I know. I still yeah. have, look at these piles. I know. We could do four shows right now. <laughs> Maybe we should just commit to it. Should we get the next three years taken care of? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Save a lot of gas. Save a lot. Yeah, let's think environmentally here. Yeah. And on top of that, who knows, you know? You never um, know what's going to happen. You'd be very, you'd be disappointed with your selections listening like <laughs> two years from now. Why did... Why did I play that? Yeah, what I'm was ha- I thinking? You're heavy into like a country music phase. <laughs> yeah. Thinking. But um, so what What do we have queued up right now? I guess I haven't even looked. It's uh, a solo percussion record? It's uh, Cleve Pozar, who was, um, he actually died in 2019. Oh. I'm, I'm sticking with my 2019 <laughs> yeah, theme <yeah>. somewhat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he is from Evolith originally, but was an East Coast jazz uh, percussionist, drummer. And maybe we should uh, let people know Evelith is a town <laughs> yeah. in the Iron Range in northern Minnesota. That's right. Not For well known. Minnesotan people. <laughs> right. Well, I, I guess I'm not either, but way I up that yeah, way. It's up there. Up close to Duluth, maybe like an hour north of Duluth. Yeah, that would be the next bigger town. So but this, interesting. He hails from that. Yeah, region. he's from Evelith. Um, this was made when he lived in New York. Uh, he trying to think of some of the records he's on i know he's on bob james trio uh explosions on oh, esp that's a fantastic he's a drummer on that yeah so awesome. he he is on some other great stuff and he also had a record on savoy um but this one was self-released and um solo percussion but it's uh a term maybe taken pretty lightly or you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. um uh, experimentally, I sure, guess you could say. Sure. What is the name of the cut that we're going to play? Or is it um, Cosmic Peace? All right, so here we go.
try to play it cool Until I get you back in my arms again Until then where am I gonna go? Until then what am I gonna do? I'm just gonna sit here and cry I'm just gonna sit here Thank you. 
right, wrapping up that set right there with a track from Kevin Harris from a really, really cool cherry red compilation called Perspectives and Distortions. I was saying to you off mic how it seems like any cherry red records comp just delivers. <laughs> For me, it does anyway. Whether they're all it's their, cheap, they're all good. Yeah, and there's just so many like great tracks that maybe didn't even appear on other records or anything like that, and which may have been the case with this Kevin Harrison one called People in Space. And there's some incredible, like, David Jackman's on here. Yeah. Um, cool stuff. And uh, Kevin Harrison also, they if you follow, like, Superior Viaduct, he had a record that came out, Inscrutable something, something. I can't remember the name <laughs> of it. But, it yeah, worth checking out. We heard from Thuja uh, in front of that from a reissue of their album Hills, which originally came out on Last Visible Dog. New label Rose Hobart, uh, connection with John Dale, who I think we yeah. mentioned before. Mentioned earlier, yeah. And, and ties to Low Company yep. as well. And uh, that crew, cool to see that stuff on making vinyl. its way on vinyl, yeah. for sure. Not on the crusty old CDR. <laughs> yeah, going to retire on my CDR now. Right. You haven't experienced Discarat yet, have you? <laughs> I have. Have yeah. you? Yeah. It's for sad. a few things. Yeah. You see a couple, you take them out like, whoa, what happened there? Yeah. Stuff I played a lot, I noticed, is gone it yeah we heard from mark robinson mentioned of teen beat records earlier here's there you go the connection mark Long robinson time favorite yeah mine. going back to the uh, high school days <laughs> that's right. right this was from his record called canada's green highways we heard aluminum and then oh no that was uh misplaced on the kitchen floor oh my bad yes <laughs> misplaced <laughs> i think i just put the first track down yeah but a cool record from him. We heard from Raul Referee, just under the name Referee here. And that name may ring a bell. He performed, or he is featured on the new record, on Soft Abuse Records with Richard, um, Youngs. Richard Youngs, which yep. is a fantastic record. If we had another 40 minutes, <laughs> we would probably play something from that one yeah. for sure. But uh, this I know it's been represented on the show, so we don't need to. Yeah. Worth, tra- uh, worth tracking down, though, if you haven't heard it. Gorgeous record. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. You're not biased or anything, <laughs> yeah, right? No, but completely unbiased <laughs> opinion. <laughs> we heard from Teresa Lee from a promo seven-inch single. We heard the cut until then. What What is the scoop on that one? I don't know. I don't know. That. Yeah, I don't know the story. It's just yeah. sad, you know, sad garage. Yeah, jangle. You know, yeah, jangly garage song. It's a good one. And then Cleave Pozar, which I really liked that. Cosmic Peace at the very top of the set with Minnesota Roots. You got like right. that from his album Solo, Percussion. And we are heading into our home stretch here, and we usually carve out time just to play some stuff on Soft Abuse Records or Fruits and Flowers. I think we're sticking with just Soft Abuse this time. This time, yeah. Yeah, what's the status on Fruits and Flowers? Are you taking a little break, or do you got stuff lined we up? We got stuff, yeah. There's just been, there's been a few, there's a few things in the works. There's going to be a bond, a 7-inch by Bonds. Oh, nice, yeah. And then I think there's still going to be a Swiftum single. It's some some of that had to get re-recorded, and yeah, and other, other things in the works. Sticking with the 7-inch format? I think for now, yeah, yeah. there probably, there'll be more LPs, um, hopefully like an Oilies uh, full oh, length yeah. at some point. But Which, uh, that 7-inch from last year was fantastic. It's, it is amazing. It That's is another amazing. one. If you, if you have a chance, uh, check out the Oilies 7-inch that came out on Fruits and Flowers. Four songs sugary bedroom <laughs> pop goodness yeah. right there very strange like the you know pop music that's 
weird. Yeah, uh, right, right, right. And I think that's kind of the common thread of all <laughs> the releases yeah. that you put out on yeah. that label. But uh, yeah, why don't we play music here right to the end and focus on some of the things, at least start with something that is one of your most recent albums, Donovan Quinn, and then I'm excited to say that we're going to play some forthcoming stuff, pumice-related, which <laughs> is always a always treat. Always good. Always a treat for me, so th- this is great. But I think it's worth taking a moment to talk up this this Donovan Quinn record because I think, you know, he's an artist that you've worked with multiple times over the years, but I really do think that this new one, I know I think in the past I've called it Absalom, but I think it's Absalom. <laughs> Absalom. Absalom or yeah. whatever, yeah. But it's a great, great record. Some of his best songwriting ever, I think, that he's produced. It's really good. And the arrangement, you know, it, everything about it is is cool and, and um, he's just perennially underrated um, yeah. to me. So And working with some, you know, super talented people. Definitely, yeah, was this the, kind of, this must have been like a years in the making kind of record. It huh? was, yeah, probably f- four or five. Yeah, um, uh, definitely has been kicking around, you know, tweaking on it for a while. But um, yeah, it came together. Um, his, the artwork is by Joe Roberts, who's done he's done some other art for Donovan stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still roommates, um, but he's become kind of a famous painter in the last few years. Oh, really? Yeah just pretty cool joe's great shout out to joe um but uh yeah awesome record donovan is amazing great person um love love donovan um and uh yeah it's one of one of those that it it kind of is confusing to me why he's not more uh more uh loved right now i know when i say this you're gonna like roll your eyes (laughs) but like when i hear this like i even like someone who could be like a Wilco fan could appreciate this record. Yeah. I mean, just I would never of, go that far. I, no, that's I'm what I'm <laughs> no, See I'm what I'm saying? Um, but I'm just saying like, it, no, there's a very classic songwriter sensibility. For sure. Here. Yeah. Anybody that's into songwriting and I mean, this, this track we're going to play is kind of has a velvet underground kind of yeah. feel to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, some playful titles and things on this. Definitely. Great lyricist as well. So um, let's get into it. This is Donovan Quinn. And what was the track that you picked out again? Uh, it's called Bunny's Girl. Oh, yeah. 
All right. We wrapped things up with a couple of forthcoming things that you have in the works for soft abuse, ending there with uh, Matthew DeGenero, who you've worked with quite a bit, super person and a great musician. And uh, that sounded really beautiful, somber tones there. Definitely. Is this a new tape, new record, or what is it that you have coming out? This one's going to be LP, um, and it's actually coming out concurrently with the next pumice, I th- okay. it, pr- hopefully, maybe, in the next couple of months. Sure. Um, Just depends on pressing plants, right? Yeah, and still getting the artwork together and some other things, so... Yeah, so in front of that was a track from the forthcoming Pumice record. Which, what's the title for the record, or is that yet to be determined? It's called Table. Table. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It fits with, like, pebbles, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yes. <laughs> and this is a, a return to the duo Pumice, which is pretty cool. It's uh, who's playing with him? Uh, Jade Farley, who's playing violin, and oh, she nice. plays guitar and a few other things. Oh, super So cool. she actually wrote that song that we played. Yeah, great stuff. And then we start off with Donovan Quinn and Bunny's Girl from Absalom. 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 Dang it. I always feel like I Well, hey, thanks so much, Chris, for coming down. It's always a treat to have you, and it's always fun. Yeah, it's it's great to hear what you pick out, and it saves me from two weeks of stressfully piecing together. Love that. It works for (laughs) both of us here. Um, But um, if you do have questions for Chris, you can always reach him at, what's your email address these days? Um, You can do info at softabuse.com. And if you want to check out all the releases, Soft Abuse has a Bandcamp page. Check that out. And uh, that's going to be a wrap. If you have any questions for me, you can always reach me at fffreakout at hotmail.com or you can check out the complete playlist for this show at freeformfreakout.com. As always, thanks so much for listening.